Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Holy smokes, Batman, was the Andrew Luck retirement news huge. Later on in the show, Jason Logan's going to be joining us to talk about the impact it had on the betting markets. But first, when the news broke, I was in a live fantasy draft in California. We had just wrapped up the draft. When the first person said that Andrew Luck was retiring, we didn't really believe it. We then all checked Twitter and every outlet we could for validation, and the news was true. We were blown away. Naturally, we looked at the draft board to see who selected Andrew Luck. In what has to be one of the biggest instances of fantasy football bad luck, my friend Ivan drafted not only Andrew Luck, but he also had Lamar Miller, who 15 minutes after being selected, tore his ACL. What to do now? Is the season lost for Ivan's fantasy team? No, he was just dealt a bad hand. The same rings true for the Indianapolis Colts and more specifically, betting on them. Perception right now is as uncertain as it'll get. The public is fading the Colts and not thinking twice about it. But here's the thing. I want you to think twice about it. Because when everyone is on one side, there's a big opportunity to be on the other. On earlier podcasts, I talked about the importance of getting comfortable being uncomfortable when it comes to sports betting, and this is a great example of it. Is it comfortable to have faith in the unproven Jacoby Brissett? Nope. However, can you create a narrative where the Colts are going to be better than their current public perception? I certainly can. Adversity breaks some teams, but for others, it galvanizes them. Remember, this was a Colts team that had expectations of winning the Super Bowl. It's time for the Colts to look forward, and right now their goal is to put Jacoby Brissett in the best position to succeed. While we can't expect Brissett to put up Andrew Luck numbers, we aren't paying for Andrew Luck numbers. We're paying for numbers that have the Colts at the bottom of their division and a team that everyone has counted out. To me, that looks like a great opportunity. I wanted to show some love to the Sharp 600 community. I put out on Twitter that I'm looking for suggestions for what you want to see on the show this week. Stu Vass hit me up and said he wanted to see us talk about college football games that'll be on TV. David Dodge also chimed in saying he was heading out to Vegas this weekend and wants some early week action Thursday or Friday. I want to say thanks to Stu and David for their input. I'll be implementing it in the show this week. I continue to say this. With the Sharp 600, we're building a sports betting community. I want your thoughts and ideas part of the show. I want to interact with you on Twitter and see how you're getting down on the weekends. Hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy, and use hashtag Sharp 600. And before we get to the Andrew Luck talk, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! There's one week until the NFL season kicks off, and Andrew Luck's sudden retirement had major impact on not only the league, but also the sports betting market. To help pick up the pieces, joining me is senior industry analyst for Covers.com, Jason Logan. Jason, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. Good, uh, good Tuesday to you. Yes. You wrote an article on Covers.com detailing the effects that Andrew Luck retirement had on the sports betting market. Let's break this down, starting with the division. And this is from CG Technologies. The Colts went from favorites at minus 140 to dead last in the division, plus 600. Mm-hmm. Jaguars went from plus 300 up to plus 180. Texans went from plus 300 to plus 200. And Titans went from plus 500 to plus 300. So the number one thing that stands out to me is, holy smokes, Jaguars. Why did this mean more to the Jaguars than it did any other team? Yeah, it's a, I think a lot of it has to do with, one, Houston runs into a very, very tough schedule this year. I think they were either number one or number two in terms of, of uh, strength of schedule. And then also, too, they did lose Lamar Miller. It was a rough Saturday night for the AFC South. They lose Lamar Miller. He's out for the season. They do have Duke Johnson, you know, in their back pocket there coming over from the Browns, and that helps them out. But I, I don't think a lot of people are convinced in what Houston did last year. And then maybe people are buying in the Nick Foles. I've seen a, some books have – both teams at plus 200 co-favorites. Um, but for me, it just, I don't know, I, I'm more of a Houston backer in, in terms of uh, the, the AFC South futures now that Luck's gone. So what also stood out to me is the amount that the Colts dropped. And I know Andrew Luck is obviously very good there. Mm-hmm. But for them to go from favorites to more than two to one underdogs to win the division dead last there – to me, that just seems like too much of a drop. And certainly we've seen other instances. I know Kurt Warner is obviously the most, the number one example you're going to get from a backup quarterback taking the team and leading them to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. is the drop-off to Jacoby Brissett, who now has a little bit more time in this system, the Colts have a significantly better offensive line, and he's mm-hmm. got a lot more weapons. To me, it just seemed like it was a very large and sharp drop, especially considering – the quarterbacks in the division, aside from Deshaun Watson, aren't really that known or proven. And I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but still, do we really feel all warm and fuzzy about Nick Foles as our quarterback? Yeah, we've seen Nick Foles as a starter, as well as a Super Bowl hero, and it doesn't look like they're the same guy. And then you've got Marcus Mariota, another offensive coordinator in Tennessee. That offense has just really underperformed year after year. Uh, Deshaun Watson seems to be progressing along. I mean, that knee injury is long in the past. I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, but with Brissett, people want to automatically jump back to 2007 when he subbed in for, for, um, for luck when he missed that entire season with a sh- shoulder injury. And you got to remember, too, this was <clears throat> he was essentially a rookie. He was a third-string QB in New England, got a little bit of run when Jimmy Garoppolo went down when Brady was suspended and, uh, and had to come in and play, played well enough to garner some some trade heat there and got sent over to the Colts. And then he was a second-year QB, essentially a rookie, thrown into a mix of what was, uh, you know, a bad team at the time. They didn't have a whole lot of depth. The offensive line was a mess. Not the same situation this year. As you said, maybe it's a little too much. Great offensive line there in Indianapolis. They've got Marlon Mack as a capable running back when he stays healthy. I think he's a fantastic running back. He's going to have another big year this year. 
And then even this receiving core is, is, is great. T.Y. Hilton, I don't think, is going to have the same season, the same explosiveness. I think on a lot of snaps, he's going to be a decoy, kind of stretching the defense. But you got guys like Devin Funches, who was a big, tall receiver, came over from Carolina. And Eric Ebron, that tight end, was a fantastic red zone target. I think Brissett won't be airing it out as much as Luck would have, uh, but he's, he's got the weapons around him to, to make a solid push here. Um, he's, you know, his decision-making has to get a little bit better. He had 13 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions in that 2007 season. Uh, and he's got a little bit – he's a little bit dangerous with his legs as well, too. I think he had four rushing touchdowns. So he's got to limit his turnovers, play within the system. He doesn't have to be Andrew Luck. He's not Andrew Luck. I don't think anyone's really Andrew Luck uh, outside of maybe a handful of guys here. But also, too, I mean, look at the quarterbacks. Look at who he's been the understudy for. He's got to sit down and watch Tom Brady work. And then he got to sit down and watch Andrew Luck work for two years. I mean, that's if you're going to watch two quarterbacks and be in the room with them and pick their brains, I mean, those, that's two fantastic, potentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks that, uh, depending on how they swing with luck, that you get to learn from. And I think Frank Reich also is going to empower him, play to his strength. The guy knows what he's doing with the offense. Um, yeah, I expect it. I, I expect it in the fall. Like, I agree with the Futures moves, and I think they are more of, like, a, a public response kind of knee-jerk reaction. Um, but it is going to be tough for them to, to at least win the AFC South. It's just going to be very, very heated. But I don't think they're uh, completely out of it by any means. I think that I like the Colts with Jacoby Brissett more than most people will for a lot of the things that you said. When you start with a good offensive line and a good coach and good weapons, mm-hmm. you're giving yourself a shot. So if Frank Reich is as good as everybody thought he was – Mm-hmm. Three, three weeks ago going into this then I think he's going to do something good and we've seen this with good coaches mm-hmm. I mean look Tom Brady goes down Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and and it is possible for a system to be good let's look at the next biggest line move week one the Colts were three-point road dogs against the Chargers the line has jumped all the way up to Chargers minus seven uh, this is a good size market correction here so Talk a little bit about the value of a quarterback to a line because look at this, it moved four. Uh, what do you make of this line move? Yeah, so this one, I mean, given, given the rosters would have stayed the same, it would have been a pick on a neutral site. So they were giving the Colts the benefit of the doubt here because Los Angeles is a very good team, both of them challengers for that AFC championship. And then when Lux ruled out, there were a lot of books that went to seven, seven and a half. There was one book, CG Tech in Las Vegas, actually moved it. I believe it was as high as nine and a half talking to Patrick Everson, a writer in Las Vegas. And he, he said they opened at nine and a half and then they dis, they took instant money on the Colts and they walked the pack back down. I think when the public comes into play, because right now, I mean, they've only taken maybe 15 to 20% of their handle on this game. A lot of sharp play early on. All the public's going to come in that Saturday, Sunday before this game. And they're all going to fade the Colts because Andrew Luck is gone. So I think what you're going to see, you're going to see this line, if it's not already at seven and a half at some of your sports books, you're going to see it go, you know, up there, eight, eight and a half. I think we're going to get stuck with one of these weird dead numbers at eight and a half. One of these, like, God, just make it, make it nine or make it seven and a half. And it's going to get stuck there because it's a weird game because no one really knows what's going to happen right now. So I can see it closing probably closer to nine. So if you do want to bet the Colts and you, you're on the same boat as us with, with Jacoby Brissett and this, this great team around him, wait it out. Wait for Joe Public to come in and puff this up and then bet the other side. If you are betting the Bolts, uh, get them at, if you can get them at seven, that's the best number you're going to get. You're not going to get this at six and a half, unless there's a big injury to, to, to Los Angeles between now and week one. 
you're not going to get this at, uh, at at any better than seven. So that is the uh, that's the best number you can get right now. So buy now, buy later. For me, I will be taking the Colts in week one because I love the uncertainty because I believe that's a big thing. I like the market correction where everyone's like the Colts are going to be horrible because I don't believe that they're going to be. I know there is going to be a drop off there, but okay. I do like there may be a little bit of value coming in on the Colts. And I'm curious, Jason, aside from just week one, if we're going to be looking at longer term, is this the best opportunity to bet the Colts in week one while there is absolutely nothing that really anyone knows on what it's going to look like with Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 you know, those auras of mystery, whether it's the preseason or college football week one where you don't really know what's going to happen, that's when we find betters and books kind of on an even playing field. It's rare that we actually find ourselves on this even playing field because no one really knows what's going to happen. But if you do go back and you want to base some stuff on historic stats, I'm not crazy about it, but it might be a bit of a tell here. So if you look at the first 10 games in 2017 with Brissett under center, the Colts went 6-4 and four against the spread. And again, that was some overcorrection, some big juicy lines sitting up there as the public came in. Oh, the Colts can't win. And they also took one on the chin in week one. They got smashed in week one of that season. And that really set the tone for, for big line value down the road. I think Brissett is a better quarterback with a better team uh, in terms of betting the Colts along. You're just going to wait and see, you know, see how they do in this week one game. And if they, you know, if they lose, people are going to jump on that. But if they cover, they're not going to kind of, that's not going to stand on the, on most people's radar. If they lose, oh, they were expected to lose. But just watch and see if they keep it close. See if they're competitive for a half. See if they're competitive for a quarter and then kind of jump in there and see where you see the value. But I think uh, it'll, it'll last for a while. I believe they finished at, I want to say eight and eight ATS uh, that season that they went. I think they were four and 12 on the, the final that year. And I think they finished eight and eight. So, I mean, it did start to balance out. And that's what you see over the sports betting markets. Is things will always kind of return. The universe has a way of balancing itself out. But early on, I think through the first few weeks, there is going to be value here to, to, to ride the Colts and, and uh, fade that public opinion that they're done. Another opportunity I do see is their season win total went from nine and a half down to six and a half with once again being bullish on this. And you just said this, they went, I believe four and 12 straight up with Jacoby Brissett uh, yeah. when he was previously the quarterback there. So you fast forward to now significantly better situation, coaching, uh, offensive line, all of that stuff. I like it at six and a half because can they go seven and nine in this division? I'm not exactly scared of the division because mm -hmm. I see that there's a lot of uncertainty there. Yeah, you want to shop around and you can tell which odds makers are kind of giving Brissett the benefit of the doubt and maybe respecting this Colts team because I've seen it come down as low as six and a half. And then you had some places like the Superbook uh, in Las Vegas, they pulled it down from nine and a half, went to seven and a half. Now, one thing you got to remember at that time in 2017, the division was much stronger. Much, much stronger. Jacksonville was a monster. Tennessee was still competitive. Uh, I want to say Houston, Houston was great with uh, Watson as the rookie quarterback that year. Uh, out of the gates until he got hurt. Uh, the division was much, much stronger than it is now. You know, a lot of things up in the air. As you mentioned, there's not a whole lot of solid quarterback play in this division right now. And in today's NFL, that's what really decides games uh, uh, when the final whistle blows. So if you can get six and a half and you, you have a strong feeling about that, about the Colts there, seven and a half is also out there as well too if you're looking to pay them. So it pays to shop around like we always say. I think for me, seven would be the limit. I don't think I'm looking up at seven and a half, but if I can get six and a half or seven, sign me up. So Jason, <laughs> where can everybody connect with you? Oh boy. Well, we're, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CoversJLo. 
And uh, no, you can come and say hello, read some of the articles. I've been pumping out NFL division previews. I actually held on to the AFC South for last because I knew that Andrew Luck was going to have, he was having the ankle issues, might miss week one. And then all of a sudden that bombshell dropped on Saturday night. And uh, thank God I held that one to the end. But yeah, at Twitter, uh, or sorry, on Twitter, at CoversJLo. And of course, you can follow us always at Covers. And I want to hear from you. Will you be taking any Colts-related action? And if so, what? You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy, and make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at Covers. And we really appreciate all of you subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. When you give us some love, we will show you some love back. And remember, you want to be a sharp? Don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of the devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. Put you like the way the sound pump. Pump it in your back trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.